0: Hello everyone. I'm excited to welcome you to Live Healthy Naturally. Where we flip the dialogue about health and wellness in terms of what your body can do on its own and your ability to heal from many so-called lifelong diseases. I'm your host, Dr. Sameer Sridrin. I'm a naturopathic doctor practicing out of Dallas, Texas. And I'm also the founder of Hygia Homeopathy and Hygia Holistic Retreat. Are you ready to hear the stories of healing and the many journeys of people healing from autism, autoimmune conditions, and many more? Then listen on. I am so excited to interview Gina today and welcome her. I've known Gina as a patient for a few years now, and I think we started our journey together in Las Vegas. When I practiced in Las Vegas, it was actually a few years ago. I mean, I've been in Texas for six years now. So I think I've known Gina for at least now eight or nine years. I was going to say, yeah, about eight. Yeah. Something like that. And uh, yeah, again, somebody who's always striving to learn, grow and become a better person, become a better mom, become a better wife, become a better entrepreneur. And uh, I love, 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 People like that, it just, what else can you want, right? Like, what else do you want in a person? You just want a human to be doing their best. And she is one of those people. So I'm so excited to welcome you, Gina.
1: Thank you. And thank you for inviting me on the show. I'm very excited and honored to
0: be here. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to be here and sharing your story because, you know, everything that we share obviously is for somebody else to hear and somebody else to learn for somebody who's maybe struggling to give hope. So I'm thankful that you choose to share your story so somebody else can actually have that hope.
1: Oh, thank you. And I do uh, I, I do hope your listeners out there enjoy it, get something good out of it, because it's been a, a, fun, a fun journey.
0: Yes. And I've been actually getting a lot of uh, good feedbacks on the podcast. So I'm quite excited about it. And I always do these podcasts, not really for a whole lot of people, all I really want to do is be able to maybe help one person become more hopeful or one person know that they actually have a choice. One person know that their their own body has the ability to heal. And if that is actually accomplished, I think, you know, this work is done. So I'm glad that, you know, we could do this. So uh, tell me a little bit about your background, Gina, as to how were you raised, you know, were you used to this kind of medicine or treating and how did you even get into this path of maybe treating yourself naturally because it's not very common in most of the places that I know of especially in the United States it's not that common at all most people know Tylenol and ibuprofen and Zyrtec and Allegra and those kinds of medications as the first um, you know line of medications to go to Um, they don't really know anything natural for the most part so and that's where a lot of people feel even overwhelmed because it's almost like a whole new world it's a you know rabbit hole that you get into and you don't know where you're going. No. Really so if you can tell us the beginning of this journey for you, it'll be helpful.
1: Yeah, sure. So I was born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> uh, most of my <laughs> life, I was raised <laughs> yeah. by my Italian paternal grandparents. Small house, but big household type uh-huh. environment. Um, uh-huh. A lot of love and a lot of pasta and a lot uh-huh. of bread. There, uh, as far as uh, medically, the way we were raised, you know, we had a family doctor for many, many years and he Mm -hmm. ends up retiring and then now it's a new family doctor and Mm -hmm. just that very traditional way of medicine where you're sick, you go to the doctor, you get a pill, you're, you know, something happens, you go to the doctor, you get a referral for a surgery, you Mm -hmm. have the surgery you kind of like rinse and repeat type things, so natural medicine or homeopathy was absolutely foreign to me until I was a young adult, okay and started suffering um from some things early on, I had developed some digestion issues, uh-huh. and at nineteen years old, I was diagnosed with i b s and the symptoms I had as a young person was just a ton of like bloating in my gut and issues with bowel movements and whatnot. And it's just a lot of discomfort. So on top of that, I had some crazy seasonal allergies. And that led to my face, like literally hurting. Like my face actually hurt. I was always congested. I had sinus headaches. So it's like my face hurts, my tummy hurts. Like I'm really unhappy, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm working out. And I think I'm eating good and I don't understand so you know you start uh, I started just researching and okay. I'm pretty sure that's how I found you okay. and didn't I really it was a long time. know like what I was yeah I was a long, long time ago um I didn't really know what I was getting into um but I was open to it and um I do remember a bit of our first meeting and it blew me away Because, you know, you go through the whole medical thing, but then it's like, you know, how often are you using the restroom and how, how much do you sleep and what do you eat? And you asked me what I dream about. And I was like, like, what does that have to do with anything? Um, But then after a while, I got it. It's this whole thing. You're looking at the whole person and the person isn't just the physical being. And that it probably took me a while to get around to that. Yes, But uh, just that whole process blew my mind. Yeah, now I can. So that's kind of, you know, where it started. And then, of course, as you know, it's been a, you know, a journey Mm -hmm. since then.
0: Yes. And I can understand that. I can understand that because a lot of times, especially now, I mean, even today, I had a patient with um, ulcerative colitis and the mom was actually a patient of mine and she had autoimmune condition that I treated her for. So when her son was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, She brought him in, but he's an adult, young adult, and he doesn't believe in any of these things. And so he was telling me, I, you know, I mean, I'm feeling better. This was a follow-up. So he was saying that I'm feeling better than I did last month, but I want to try everything. Like I want to actually do the infusion. I want to do this. I want to do that as well. At the same time, the infusion is for biologics, which are like, you know, immunosuppressants. And it was kind of interesting how, because in his head, I'm actually asking him to actually change his diet. He has ulcerative colitis. Not ask him to change his diet. It just blew me away that no doctor he has ever seen asked him what Mm -hmm. he's. And this has actually been, and I you would think I would have actually gotten used to this by now because I've been doing it for 19 years. And I haven't gotten used to this. I cannot believe that we live in a world where there are plenty of doctors who don't ask a patient with digestive problems. What do you eat? Yes.
1: And I had seen a gastroenterologist, you know, numerous times, obviously. And basically at the end of the diagnosis, they gave me a paper and it's like, don't do this. It's like, don't eat chocolate. Don't eat popcorn. Don't chew gum. Mm -hmm. And there was a few other things that I can't really recall at this time, but that was it. There was no referral maybe to, I don't know, a dietitian or a nutritionist or, you know, something that directly affects digestion. There was zero conversation about it. And uh, I could recognize that that was, I I just wasn't going anywhere with that. Years
0: later, Gina, that's what is so shocking to me is that, I mean, you know, here we are in 2022 and still we are not having this conversation about health and how our diet and our lifestyle is actually having an effect on Our health is just amazing to me. And this has just been going on and on because I've been seeing way too many kids with Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, Mm -hmm. and none of the, either the gastroenterologists or the primary care provider, or their rheumatologists who now they actually also have a rheumatologist because it's an autoimmune condition. Now they actually need to be on these infusions, which are biologics, and only a rheumatologist can prescribe that. So they even have three doctors by the age of 15 and nobody ever actually asked any of those questions except for, well, you just have to be on these biologics for the rest of your life. Yeah. At 15 or at 22. And it's horrendous. So, yeah. And I know. So, all these people, all these kids look at me like I've grown three heads because, you know, <laughs> I'm asking them questions that nobody ever asked. And it's almost like, Who the heck is this person? And what kinds of questions is she asking? And what is the relevance between that and this? And why is she asking how am I pooping? And why is she asking Mm -hmm. me how am I sleeping? And how I actually jump out of bed or I don't jump out of bed. How I actually feel grouchy in the morning. Why is this relevant? But it is the language of the body. And that language kind of expresses itself on the physical level No matter where the problem is, whether it is on the physical plane, whether it has to do with the diet, lifestyle, the water you drink or the water you don't drink, or the exercise you do or the exercise you don't do, whether you actually go out in the sun or don't go out in the sun, breathe good air. I mean, everything, chemicals that you use or you don't use to, you know, the mental, emotional aspects of us. And then, you know, the spiritual aspect of it, no matter wherever the deficiency is, it's going to show up on the physical body. Yes. And, and I think that that
1: took some time for me to really process. Yes. too.
0: Yes. Because we actually do live in a system where everything is fragmented, isn't it? So it's so fragmented that we cannot actually see the whole at all. Everybody is looking at the elephant, uh, you know, from one side. And mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to describe the eye and I'm trying to describe what this animal is by just looking at the eye. And then I'm actually looking, another person is looking at the tail and trying to describe the animal by just looking at the tail. And the other one is looking at the leg and describing the animal. What we actually have is not the elephant. (laughs) Yes. Everybody has their own imagination of what this is looking like. And when you do look at the whole elephant, it's like, whoa, I would never have imagined that's what this is.
1: Yes. Yes. And then all of the recommendations, like there's a, they um, go against each other. You know, they, one, system needs this prescription and then this this side effect affects this and it's it's uh, uh complicated and dangerous.
0: It's yeah. and the thing like. is obviously when we are looking at the eye and we are trying to define the animal we're gonna treat it differently isn't it and then we look at the tail and define the animal or the tusk and you know define the animal or the trunk and define the animal everything makes it look very different than when you look at the whole animal and then try to so that's the same thing we are doing for for the human beings as well and that is the reason why people don't understand it and it's, it's a good point that you brought up and that's the reason why I'm actually kind of you know elaborating on that is that yes this whole process is to try to understand somebody on a physical plane what they eat what they drink what they do what they don't do whether they sleep and you know the dreams are actually a state of our subconscious mind to a large extent and to understand that and to actually understand people's you know fears that they may not even be aware of because so many times we are not even aware of some of the things that we actually have that is Mm. so deeply buried yeah and uh, it just gives such an amazing understanding by listening to this language that the body speaks in so many different ways. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And so then what happened and how has that process been? So from that to, obviously, I asked you to change your diet, all of those things, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So what was it like for you? What did you find as your challenges in that process? What were the benefits of it? Why did you actually choose to pursue it, even if there were challenges? Well,
1: I think the, the first challenge was that it was just weird because I had never been exposed to anything like that. So mm-hmm. when you talk about homeopathic remedies or herbs or these other things, you know, it's not a moxicillin. It's not mm-hmm. a ZPAC, It's not some over-the-counter vitamin or whatever. It just was so far outside of what I was used to and what I had taken and what my family had done that, okay, number one, it's weird. So you have to get over that. <laughs> um, and and you know it's just being foreign and not what right. you know, right? And then it's um, I think we're a little bit programmed to take a pill and hopefully that pill is going to fix it. And this is a commitment. So mm-hmm. I think the challenge is with some of these things, mm-hmm. you know, it's a commitment. We're in it for the long haul. We're not in it for the bandaid quick fix. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's finding consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, not beating yourself up. Mm -hmm. when you are inconsistent, Mm -hmm. being okay to like, you know, look you face to face and say, yeah, I messed up. I didn't, I didn't really do great. Mm -hmm. Um, but you've always been very encouraging with the whole Mm -hmm. process. I think that's something that's helped me keep going. Mm -hmm. And then I did acknowledge that this was a, a, a whole body, spiritual, emotional process. And I liked that perspective of everything. You're looking at everything and not just this one small part of a puzzle you know, um, it's not like two pieces of a thousand piece puzzle, you're looking at everything. And that really uh, resonated with me. And that's what encouraged me in the beginning. And then after time, it's the results. It's, you know, feeling better and having progress and being very happy with that progress and knowing that I'm not putting things into my body that have these um side effects including death, which uh, all those commercials, man, aren't those the worst for some of these pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. Um that but, but you know I'm putting good stuff in my body and I'm I'm eating better and just doing things that I don't know I guess it gave me confidence. Mm-hmm. And the concept that your body can heal, I didn't actually understand that. And I probably didn't understand that even until more recently. Mm-hmm. um I think that's something that comes with what changed, know, wisdom.
0: Yeah. What changed that? Like, how did that paradigm shift from body can't heal? It needs something from outside to the body can heal.
1: You know, I think it's really through conversations with you and think like comparing to um, something I think that's actually helped my success. I'll go back for a second is I, I've been keeping a journal mm-hmm. since day one. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty consistent with it. I don't want to beat myself up about it, but, you know, even just going back and looking at, you know, Mm -hmm. what my symptoms were and what the protocols were Mm -hmm. versus, you know, two years later and then four years later. And then now I've had a lot of progress. Like I am so happy and so excited. And the things that used to really um, cause maybe physical discomfort or pain, they're not doing that anymore. So I am seeing it and actually journaling it for me helps me see it in black and white. It's not just the feeling though, even though I know I feel better, but when I say, okay, so, you know, here are my notes from 2015 and here are my problems. I don't have those problems anymore. Yeah. Like those problems are gone. You know, we have those sneaky things that come up and there's different stressors and emotional times in life, or I'm not going to say, I haven't fell off the wagon and just gone on a carb craze, like vacation last week. But you know, for the most part, like I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um journaling it is helping me see it. So I know it's working. Yes.
0: And I love what you actually said. I mean, one of the things that again I love about you, Gina, is how organized you are. Right. And that actually helps in all of this, right? And again, I'm not really trying to say that, you know, everybody is not the same. Everybody has their own strengths. But I think your organization skills is amazing because you're journaling and trying to be on top of things and actually having high standards for yourself whether it is actually kind of getting into any kind of journey if it's a health journey okay if i'm going to you know grow myself improve myself then any of those things you just get in there you commit to it and you work on it right but this is something that i also share with everybody that when you are actually starting this kind of a journey this is not really a physical health i know that's what you come to me for but this is more of a healing journey for the whole being and. when we understand this aspect of it, and we start actually journaling, uh, and even if you don't really understand it at the moment, but if you start journal- journaling, because when we don't really suffer from pain anymore, we don't remember it. <laughs> it's yeah. that simple. It's just that simple. The reason why I take such extensive notes is because I can ask those questions again, the next consult, you know, with the follow-up I'm like, you know, how about this symptom? And they're like, oh, did I tell you that I had that symptom? Wow. Yeah, I guess it's gone because I don't remember it anymore. Yes. Well, that's how it becomes. We cannot remember these things. And another thing that we don't remember is we don't remember our successes. Like hmm. in the sense that I did this, I got better because of this. If we don't remember that, we cannot repeat it. So yeah. how is science done? Science is done by actually finding a winning formula and repeating it often enough and producing the same results is how science is done and we all get to do science every day in our lives but we don't necessarily do science every day in our lives we are always looking outside of us for those answers even though we ourselves have the winning strategy for these kinds of things and that's yeah. what is done. And that's always helpful because now when you write down everything, and it doesn't have to be that you have to write hours and hours, right? Um, I don't know how you did it, but I usually recommend that people actually just sit at night, maybe 10 minutes and, you know, write about how they feel that day, what's happened, and things like that, especially with their health condition, if their specific things that they are dealing with, then write about that. Did you actually have, you know, like if you have issues with foods, then write down the foods that you ate and how you felt. You know, just a few points, jotting it down makes you actually have certain kinds of understanding and you won't forget those things as well and you always can go back and look you know two weeks later and you'll be able to see some of these changes but are there any tips that you could give our listeners because you know you are so so much more organized than even I am so I'm sure there are things pointers that you can give other people
1: um you know I just will put it in a Word doc with the date. I, I keep it really simple because I like to kind of go back and find certain keywords. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so you can do an easy control F and find yeah. whatever headache, bloating, sinus. And, and that helps me identify like when I was having certain symptoms mm-hmm. and I always date it too. I actually have a spreadsheet for the the kit. Uh-huh. I went through and I listened to that whole class. Uh-huh. And I put that in a spreadsheet uh, oh, actually God. in a sheet in Google Drive, and I love it because now, when I need something, I just do a control f oh wow with with yes. And um it's because it's in my drive. I have it with me all the time. Yeah. and uh, so when I need something, I'm like, okay, you know motion sickness, all right, I see the, the word now I know the remedy. that's what I'm gonna pack. Uh-huh. And that actually, um, you know, I've actually I, I did that within the last just several months, and uh-huh. that's helped me tremendously. I was super excited to have that kit and you guys, you know provide that that document. But when I went through and I listened to everything you said and and uh, so that that was awesome.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the journaling, I'm talking about organization to the point.
1: <laughs> yeah. I kind of got a thing. I don't, I don't know if it's good or bad,
0: but it's definitely no, it's a, a, a thing. It helps me. It's wonderful. That's what It helps me be consistent. it's Nothing bad or good ever. It's just about whatever helps your highest good is wonderful. And if it you does, know, and
1: it's a, it's an investment in yourself. Yes. Right. You know, I, I I don't do this just to talk. I mean, I love you, but just to chit chat. Right. You know, I mean, this is uh, it's an investment and um, there's a cost to it. I, let's yeah. just be honest. You know, yeah. your insurance, unfortunately, doesn't cover any of this. So, yeah. you know, there's this financial impact, too, that if you're going to do it, why not just do it right? No, I love um, it. I love. And it. with all the resources that you give, you know, there's there's no reason not to or, or to be in the dark yes. um but uh, yeah for s- success i would say journaling you know i i like the spreadsheet for the the homeopathic kit just because it's easy to search um whenever i get a protocol i um actually i print out two versions and then mm-hmm. i i stick one in my bathroom wall mm-hmm. for like whatever i'm going to take mm-hmm. um typically like in the morning like mm-hmm. before food so when i wake up that's my i look Okay. That's my morning stuff. And then Mm -hmm. I print another one. I put it downstairs in my cupboard. This is the stuff that I, I take with food. So I, that helps me also. And then it's like, you know, some mornings when I wake up and I'm just like, I'm tired. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I just kind of look at my protocol sheet and it just reminds me and it Mm -hmm. helps me. Mm -hmm. And then just one step further, because I got to be extra with this a type personality that I have is I Mm -hmm. actually have a reminder in my calendar.
0: Mm-hmm. It goes off
1: every morning at 6.45 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then at night at 7.30 p.m., like, did you take your homeopathy? And that's just the, okay, yeah. I'm just having a day that helps me. So, yeah, the journaling, the spreadsheet, printing out reminders,
0: because I like it. But I don't have well, to say. Actually, I, I really yeah. think that that's actually an expression of self-love. I think taking care of ourselves is an expression of self-love and for the longest period of time, I'm going to admit to something that you know I'm not really proud of but you know I mean I'm human and uh, you know I have my own quirks and you know flaws so I'm going to admit to that is that one of the things that I often used to say is I don't really I'm not good at being a patient I used Mm. to say that all the time in the sense that if I actually get sick I won't take remedies properly (laughs) and I'm yep. not proud of it okay it's 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 almost like what the heck you know you actually tell people to do this and you don't do it but I actually obviously eat well do all the things that you know will keep me from becoming sick in the first place so that I don't really have to take things if I can prevent you know that from happening and I will take it if I'm really sick as a dog but otherwise if it's just mild I can tolerate it. I'll rather tolerate it than actually take a remedy and get over so it funny. I know it's it's kind of strange that now I'm admitting to it. It's like, oh gosh, that does not sound you know good at all. But that's how it was. And the reason why was I used to always feel like it's a chore. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people actually feel that. And that's the reason why I'm admitting guilt here, because I want, and one thing that actually changed for me a little while ago was that I needed to take some things, you know. I mean, I had my first thermography a few years ago and recognized all kinds of crap in my body that I didn't realize. And I was like, Oh no, what? I mean, I've been doing all of these things and I thought I was actually amazing. Like my health was amazing and here it wasn't. And the reason why was, I was actually focusing so much on the physical plane, but I really didn't pay any attention to the spiritual, emotional, psychological plane at all as much as I should have, or, you know, I know better, but I didn't because physically I didn't have any symptoms yet. But when I had my thermography and then I actually was like, okay, I'm gonna actually work on these aspects of it, then I had to start developing this self-love. And self-love can come in so many forms. You know, eating good food is a form of self-love, you know, drinking water, exercising, taking things that are good for your body is a form of self-love. So when I let go of that idea that this is a chore to this is actually me loving myself. Have actually been such a fantastic patient. I'm proud to, you know, <laughs> say that that's actually something that has changed in me. So, which means that we all can come with anything, but we can change anything in us when we have the right perspective or even a paradigm. For me, a paradigm shift needed to happen from it being a chore to being it being a self love. And for you, I guess it always was a self love because you love doing it. Yes. So I love that. I love that. So that's what I want our listeners to understand as well, that, you know, you could be from my side, horrible at it, or like Gina, who's amazing at it, but you all can actually come to the point where you can love yourself enough to do the right things for yourself. And another thing that I also like that you said is the tools Like there are, the more tools we have, not everybody is going to use all the tools, but the more tools you give them, maybe there is something that actually they can grab on to, like, you know, the reminder, maybe it is the journaling, maybe it is, you know, the two protocols, having it in two different places and reminding you, I love each one of those things, because um, all of them can help, or each one of them can help. So whatever. Yeah you know, is ringing true to you, you know, feels good to you, do those kinds of things so you can actually take better care of yourself. And that is what, not just these protocols, it can be for anything that you really set your mind to doing, right? Like if you actually want to eat a certain way, you know, put certain kinds of things in practice and then set reminders for yourself or set goals for yourself, journal about it, but, you know, attain those goals so that you can feel proud of yourself. You can celebrate that victory within and know how powerful we are.
1: I think also you have to give yourself a little bit of grace because it takes a lot of time to create a new habit. And then you've created a new habit and then your protocol changes or your diet changes or whatever. And then it's like, oh, dang it. I just got that habit down. Like I was rocking and rolling and now you're changing things on me. So, you know, you got to give yourself a little bit of grace and acknowledge that when you're trying, that's great.
0: Yeah. Yes. I know. just one foot in front of the other agree hundred percent, a lot of grace, not even a little, but a lot of grace. And I can say this as well, that, you know, the most important thing in this protocol that you need to do is be kind to yourself. You know, that's the most important part of the protocol is to be kind doing this whole process because it's not about actually just being healthy, but being happy while trying to get healthy because that's what they're really trying to achieve through getting healthy. Right. And we don't really need to do that miserably as well. So the whole process No matter what it is that you're actually struggling with, recognize whatever you're doing that, you know, you actually try to do it with a lot of kindness towards yourself. Never beat yourself up. Never actually say things that are mean to yourself. Never say that, oh, I can never do these kinds of things. And all of those are so detrimental to our internal power. And we actually start thinking that, oh, maybe I am not capable. And that's just not going to be helpful for us to change these habits that all of us carry that don't necessarily serve us. Yes. And uh, so you were mentioning, so I also want to talk about that. So, you know, do you want to tell a little bit about what, like, you know, you are talking about the course that you took and, you know, the kit, and I don't think, you know, our listeners necessarily know about those kinds of things. So what were the points about those kinds of things that helped you make that paradigm shift of my body can heal itself? And I am actually now the master of my own body. I am taking this in my hands.
1: Well, all of the information that you have out um, and and it's all these different modalities, whether it's you're taking a class or you're listening to a podcast or watching a Facebook live, I like to have the access to the information. Also, just being a very busy person as a business owner and a mom and a wife, it's hard for me sometimes to sit down at a certain time and and be part of a, a class. But having the access to the information is wonderful. And I just feel like the more that I've learned The more that I've done and seeing the results, that's what led to the paradigm shift. My first thought is never to go to uh, like a quick care ever. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. my first thought is, okay, let's stop. Let's look at what homeopathy I have. Let's look Mm -hmm. at the teas, what herbal remedies I have or what I can get quickly. What what am I eating? That's Mm -hmm. my go to for myself as well as my family. Thankfully, my husband and my daughter are super supportive and on board and now are used to taking, you know, the remedies and drinking the teas and 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 whatever. Um, So I think having support, honestly, has really helped uh, in my situation with leading this type of a, a lifestyle. But being able to take things into your own hands, I think, is incredibly empowering. So having the knowledge and having access to the tools using them, and then having a positive result, that's Mm -hmm. where the paradigm shift comes. Because, you know, with going to a doctor, I feel like, for me, I had a lot of fear. First of all, in my experience, I've not always had the best bedside manner with um, some physicians, and have often felt like just a number. Mm -hmm. And, you know, get in, get out, he'll hear, fill this prescription, come back to me in six months. Mm -hmm. And that didn't feel, feel very empowering. And I felt vulnerable, and quite often stupid, you know, because sometimes they talk to you, Mm -hmm. like you don't know what's going on. And then you feel weird asking questions. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, afterwards, of course, that's when I would think of all the questions that I really have to ask. And then you can't get a doctor or a nurse on the phone after the fact. And it just kind of felt like I was on this hamster wheel of, uh, it just wasn't a good feeling. So I feel, and I keep saying this word, but it's really the truth is empowered. You know, I have the ability to heal my body, and not just put a band aid and, and just you know take away pain for a little bit, or digestion issues for a little bit, or arthritis for a little bit. Like I am experiencing these positive results by what I am doing, and that's it. And then the consistency over time, but having access, to, you know, to information, I think is is priceless. You know, doctors write these books. And a lot of times you read them and you're like, what the heck did they just say? Or even, you know, they might do a YouTube and it's like, could you break it down for me a little bit? Uh, I do like that the information is uh, in a format. You're talking to normal people mm-hmm. and you under you're not using all of these big words that or terms and, and this jargon. So that is helpful that you're coming down like to our level and wow. explaining it to us and You know, sometimes even just reminding, like I watched your smoothie video and I I picked up a few things, uh, you know, to add into my smoothies and I felt super excited about that and mixed it up. And sometimes even though consistency can feel like the grind, I think when you go back and you revisit things, the light bulb will turn on and like, oh, okay, you know, I should be tweaking that. I should be adding that. Maybe I should remove that. Mm -hmm. Or even hearing like this type of a conversation with someone else, you know, you've you feel something like, oh, I'm going through something similar. I'm going to try what what they're doing or that didn't work for them. Maybe I'll try it. But I think it's just listening. There's a lot of good information out there and uh, just listening to that and resonating with what other people are doing. That helps tremendously.
0: Yeah. And I love that. I love, I love, I love all the things that you actually said. So for our listeners, one thing that I want to mention about is if you're not aware of it, we actually have something called as you know, my health tribe. And so this is actually for people who want to get empowered like Gina did. And that's the reason why I say these are my heroes because she didn't just stop with, okay, you give me medicine, I take it, I follow protocol, I feel better. Okay, that's it, you know, I'll come and see you the next time I'm actually sick, (laughs) right? And that's a lot of how it works. And one of the things that I've actually worked very, very hard on, trying to get across is that you should not be dependent on me that is really my goal pretty much for everybody you know I'll help you first when you don't know how to help yourself but eventually learn how to help yourself get educated so you don't really need me and you know when I say this and uh, one time I remember there was actually an interview somebody you know interviewed me for another show And when they interviewed me, they asked me this question. They were like, so why would you want to do such a thing? Like, you know, do you want to lose business? You know, like you don't want to really have business. Like, why would you want to do that? And I was actually saying, no, the thing is that the more I educate, I am actually, I don't have time. I actually am extremely busy. But the good thing is, and I said, I don't really think there's going to be any lack of sick people in this world. (laughs) But if it does happen one day, if it does happen where we don't have any sick people at all, everybody is so fully empowered and educated. I will quit this and I'll go find something else to do. You know what I'll do? You know, I actually
1: remember the first time you broke up with me. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'll tell you, that might have sealed the deal. Why I tremendously love and respect you. You know, you just flat out told me, like, you're good. You don't need me. And when you need me again, I will be here for you. But for now, you're good. And that spoke volumes to me because I was a monthly paying client Mm -hmm. and as a business owner, it kind of like really blew my mind that you were turning down that money (laughs) in a way, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, but um, I fully respected you for it and um, completely understand and acknowledge that. Yeah. You do give us the tools. We, we don't need you all the time. You're there when we do, but if we, take the tools and we take the time, we'll be able to do a lot on our own. And, and fact, I really appreciate living that.
0: Proof of that. You are a living proof of that. And that's, so this is available to everyone. And that Health Tribe consists of all of the courses that I've actually taught in the past. And these courses are for everyone and anyone to use. And this is for you to actually become empowered to learn how to take care of your own health. What are the components of health? What is the language that your body is speaking? How can you understand this language? And how can you remedy the illnesses by natural medicine? That's what these courses are for. And they are actually available to everyone. They don't have to be a patient of mine even. And it's available to everyone. And on top of it, every month, they actually have a Zoom meeting as well. And, you know, it's a live meeting where I'll answer any questions that you may have, or you can actually, you know, there's going to be a specific topic that I take every single time and we actually talk about that. And uh, the reason why I even did that is because I realized that not everybody can afford to come see me and that's okay. Then you can actually learn how to do it. And it's only $49 a month. And as long as you are on that, you can actually have unlimited access to all of the courses in there. So if you are someone who's listening and you're not sure if this is a route for you, if you don't know what to do with it, if you don't have the money to actually go see a practitioner, then maybe you can actually learn how to do this yourself. There are lots of things you can do, no matter where you are. And uh, Gina here is a shining example of that. And there are so many of my patients who have actually done this as well. And it just is so amazing to me when I see that shift from somebody who actually has no idea what this is about, no understanding of even the body-mind-spirit connection. And from there, to actually now saying that my body heals itself. And now I'm actually going to, you know, take care of this for motion sickness. I'm going to take this remedy for this. And, uh, you know, she was just sharing with me about how she was actually on the car for, in the car for a long period of time and didn't have motion sickness because of a remedy that she took in the, you know, last trip that she just had right gina
1: yes and that that's big for me because i'm i was the queen of um, vomiting on the side of the road so <laughs> that's a win <laughs> yes yes and you really- know what i was going to say about the health tribe is it's very well-rounded you know actually the the physical process uh, the protocols is the easiest part for me mm-hmm. honestly when we start going into the the mental and the emotional and the spiritual and the talking kindly and that's where i start to My shoulders get a little tense and I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a deeper dive for me. Like I can, I can print off these lists and I can take this protocol all day, every day, but then it starts getting real deep. And I like how with the health tribe, everything it's everything, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the last few topics I've been a little bit more on the emotional, spiritual stuff Mm -hmm. and it's stuff that you need to hear. I maybe don't want to hear it. Maybe not in the mood to hear it, but I gotta hear it. It's part of the process. And I think um, I didn't really understand how those emotional and spiritual—I don't know—blockages, how it can manifest physically in your body. Yes. And that's not something I think any doctor would ever talk to you about. That there's real physical symptoms and illnesses that can happen. So it's it's important to do the work on all sides yes. and that we're all in a different place in our journey. And, you know, maybe the spiritual stuff is where it's at for me right now. And I don't need as much of the, the, the protocol, physical type stuff, but I, I need that spiritual and, and the, you did something about positive self-talk not too long ago. And that really, I didn't know that I did that to myself until you said it. Yeah. And it's like the second you said, it, I was like, are you in my head? How did <laughs> you know? but i'm one of probably many people that go through the same thing and enough that you did a talk on it so i know that i'm one of a tribe where it's like okay we got to we got to work on this together
0: yes and it's wonderful because again that that wanting to change something not just on a physical level because again health is not the absence of symptoms health is feeling vital feeling amazing feeling alive right that's what health is and so that's the reason why i call it my health tribe. you know it's not really just something that's an absence of disease because that's how it actually is you know defined pretty much in conventional medicine if you don't have a disease like if you don't have any symptoms if you don't have any, any diagnosis then you know everything is good until there is something wrong right, right. now saying that we need to uh, you know obviously take a million things to prevent but we don't have to take a million things as pills, but we do definitely need to work on our physical, emotional, spiritual aspects of it. And again, you know, I, not only just you, I personally had to go through myself, those kinds of things, you know, not having a positive self-talk because I'm human, obviously. It's not like I was, you know, I was born with all of the things that I talk about today. And I had to learn it over a period of time. And I wasn't taught any of these things in medical college. Okay. I mean, even in, alternative medicine, even in natural medicine, nobody teaches you these kinds of things. They still teach you natural medicines for things that you will actually give them. They will tell you that you can heal yourself. They can tell you that these medicines can heal you. They are not band-aids, but they still don't talk about the emotional, you know, spiritual aspects of our, you know, being the psychological aspects of it and how we talk. And I've just been extremely blessed to have the right kind of people in my life Whose shoulders I stand on because they have taught me these things. So I can actually put all of these things together and present it to others. So it's not something that's mine. I just actually am sharing that information that helped me to other people and how all of those things have helped me. You know, I mean, I probably, you know, my kids say this all the time, but I really see that too. my skin looks better than it ever did in my entire life. Maybe I was, I had this amazing skin as a baby. But as far as I knew from when I was like, you know, middle school on, that's all I can remember. I I mean, maybe middle school was OK, but from high school, I always had oily skin, acne prone skin. And then in college, I had full blown cystic acne. And I just had horrible skin. My skin was always like, you know, poor, like, you know, everything was. But I never really cared too much about it. I often say now that you know I'm a one step person. I can only do one step, you know, if you actually give me like three steps for my skin, I can't do it. You know, I give up after three days. So, but what I've learned is that all of these things, and I don't really do a million things for my skin. I don't really do anything. I don't put anything on my skin to help all these things. But what I really have learned is that the more I clean the inside, the outside actually looks better. And that is actually mind blowing to me. When I was younger, if somebody had told me that, you know, my daughter says many times that, you know, the, the you know, inner beauty is for outer ugly. <laughs> in middle school. She says these kinds of things. You have to, you know, you have to excuse her for these kinds of things that she says, but it's just so funny and she says these things. I'm like, but, but, the That's fact, good. <laughs> but the fact is because if I tell her that you need to actually, you know, develop your inner beauty, she's like, mom, inner beauty is for outer uglies. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that, you know? But the point is that the more I cleaned up on the inside, the more kindly I talked to myself, my skin clears up, the more Mm -hmm. I am, my skin actually looks radiant and it just changed so much. And, you know, I'm 42 years old now, and I actually feel like my skin has been the best in all of my adult life. I totally attribute that not to my diet because my diet has been impeccable for quite a bit of time. But I attribute that to my spiritual work. So, just so for all those people who want amazing skin, start working on your spirit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the takeaway. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I I, I really appreciate how you actually brought all of those things because every single aspect of it is super important. And it is a work in progress. It's not like, you know, once and done. And that's the reason why the My Health Pride is really something that, you know, we do on an ongoing basis. It's not like, because you may not need a protocol, you may not really need to come in as a patient, but all you might need is, you know, trying to understand these triggers or trying to understand ourselves better, trying to work on the aspects of it that we haven't paid attention to. And, you yeah. know, you are probably, I'm just making this guess, you know, what Enneagram is? Ever heard of no. that? Mm-hmm. Okay. There is actually something called as an Enneagram. And, uh, you know, I've just been kind of a little fascinated about it uh, recently. And not that, you know, I mean, there's a lot of all these uh you know mayor briggs and all kinds of things that exist anagram is the newest one and it's actually there are these types of um you know person i wouldn't say personalities they just call it you know different ways a human being is and they actually give a number to that okay so what i would guess you are is the third three which is an achiever okay one of the things mm. with um achievers is that they actually pay a lot of attention to the outside on how it looks, how I'm doing it, how organized I am, how this, that, and everything. But one of the things that it's harder to look at is the heart, you know, to look at the vulnerability, to express emotions, to ask the questions as, what do I want? How do I feel? And those are all almost like, you know, don't look at it. If you don't look at it, it doesn't exist.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Don't acknowledge it ignorance is bliss
0: yes kind of a thing but obviously it isn't I know that because I am an enneagram three <laughs> mm. so yeah. I think I, I didn't realize
1: the word was enneagram but I've taken personality tests right. before right. and I think it's a similar
0: concept right but this one is actually quite interesting it's a little like they have actually done a lot more of the research now and kind of put a little bit more of a holistic angle to this which I always like Um, But that's, you know, so that's the reason why you are actually appreciating those aspects of it, because those are things that are like now coming out for you newly and you actually get experience and you get to look at them and you get to analyze them and you get to actually change and grow. So, but I hope you're actually celebrating yourself for who you are, because that's actually another aspect of achievers is that they're always looking to grow themselves and improve themselves in every way.
1: Yes. I feel like uh, that's a fair assessment of me. I'm going to have to look at that, but yeah. Achiever sounds about, about right.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel good. So, you know, it's um, anything else that you want to actually share uh, with our listeners as the last words of, okay, you know, if you are this, this is, this would be helpful or this is where I struggle and this is what I did or anything like that.
1: Um, I would just again, reiterate, give yourself grace this is definitely, it's something that takes time.
0: Mm-hmm. It,
1: it's a journey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, you know, there are different phases in our journeys. Um, sometimes the road is, is, is easy and flat. And sometimes it's uh, an uphill battle. And sometimes you're just on this downward trajectory, and you don't know how you're going to stop. But like, as we said before, you know, that's okay. Yeah, And, you know, maybe you can't watch these courses, it's its a hard time. Maybe you could listen to something in your car, maybe just bite sized little bits. Yeah. I, I think something is always better than nothing. And if you can't spend an hour doing it, that's fine. Maybe you listen to the first 10 minutes and then next week it's the second 10 minutes, one foot in front of the other. And sometimes it's like one toe in front of the other. Oh, yeah. And uh, we all have these different seasons in our life. And, and And maybe you're at a point where you can consume everything and you've got it but maybe you're not and, and that's okay too. So I, I would just say, you know, like you said before, be kind to yourself, find what helps you be consistent. I do think consistency is important. Yes. yes. And um, as far as consuming the information, do it however you can.
0: Yes. No, oh, that's a great, 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 great tip. Um, and I think maybe if you can, can connect, can
1: connect to people. Like with a tribe, I know I mean, I'm not in Las Vegas, but I know uh, with a tribe, you'll have some in person stuff and, and whatnot. But finding people that you can connect with, I think, helps. You could share ideas with, with share your successes and your, and your failures, yes. and a good group that can lift you up. I, I think that's very, very
0: helpful too. Yes, it's, it's wonderful. And I thank you, Gina, for sharing your story and sharing all the tips because I love all of those things. And thank you. Uh, you know, being who you are. Thank you for that, actually. That oh, I,
1: again, felt, I, I appreciate it. And I feel very honored to, to have this time with
0: itself you. Is an inspiration. You know, the thing is that many times I think that we lead by example. We inspire by actually living our truth. We don't really need to actually, you know, sermonize anything, right? You know, we just have to live by that. And I really think that you are someone who actually lives that. And I have a lot of respect when people do that. You know, they just they just inspire me. So thank you for being my inspiration. I appreciate you. And thank you for being here and, you know, sharing this. And um, I will talk to you soon. Thank you again. All right. Thank you, everyone. Listeners, I really, really appreciate you. I know that you actually have things to do and places to be, but you spent this time with me and I hope you actually learned a thing or two. Make sure that you follow and subscribe so that you are actually getting notified every time we have a new episode. And if you love what you're hearing or if you actually have these stories that, you know, inspire you or give you hope or maybe you think somebody else will actually get hope from this, do share, show your love and uh, let everyone that you know or anyone that you know would benefit from this, get benefited from it. Thank you so much. And I will be here again in two weeks.